0: Innies and outies. This is the Chumps to Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Matt. We got another co-host, Scott, and our main host, Danny. How you doing, boys? (laughs) I don't think I'm the main host. You're the one who has to, like, keep it flowing, prepare the doc, basically be our parent. So you get main host. Oh, my God. Thank you so much.
1: Even though Scott really did the most of the legwork to prep for this show... Um, which I appreciate because I didn't have a moment. So big
0: For big things. Indie, indies and outies. Do either of you guys uh, watch the show Severance on Apple TV?
2: No, but I hear it's, no, really it's on my good. list.
0: Oh, yeah. Just finished the first season. Pretty good stuff. All of our, mm. all of our listeners know, though, they're like innies and outies. I got it, Matt. Okay. These guys, chumps.
1: Well, I've heard of the, I mean, in reference to belly buttons. Yes, I'm I'm aware of what those are.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what it is in the show, too. You know. Oh, good. <laughs> good.
1: Well, we're recording this on Monday, September 11th. Um, the Bills-Jets game is in the third quarter as I'm speaking right now. So I guess technically week one is not completed yet. And the tilting is still very much in swing, uh, especially with me and my life. So other than what's happening right now, or maybe including what's happening right now, how do you guys feel, Scott? You tell us, how has week one gone to this point?
2: Uh,
1: and uh, <laughs> not, me, like,
2: dear. not great, but not awful. So I'll tell you, I did. I was feeling good after the noon games in both leagues. Uh, Really all three, I guess, if you got touchdown only. But then my three o'clock guys just did nothing for me to where of our Uh, plus one leagues. uh, Both of them that way. Now I'm gonna go 0 and two and one and one. So not not what I wanted, but I'm hoping it's just a slow start. Because if that's what I'm gonna get out of Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson this year, I'm in trouble.
1: Matt, how is your week one gone? Any better than Scott? I don't
0: I don't know what's so hard about this whole fantasy football thing.
1: (laughs) Oh, good. Seems pretty
0: easy to me. (laughs) Mm-hmm. no good good first week i think i'd more or less have wins in all leagues we have some weird scoring format leagues but we're really chalking up to a win in everything so far i guess some crazy things could happen at the end of this game that change that but i don't foresee that happening
1: fantasy football is stupid let me start off by saying that what we're doing is stupid and if you're good at it i think that you're stupid <laughs> so no, it's gone we just incredibly we poor. We all
0: waste a lot of time on it collectively.
1: <laughs> so I I'm in way too many leagues and I'm doing so bad. So bad. Joe Burrow, thank you. Lamar Jackson, thank you. Um it's going really really rough. Of run and any luck I could have had has been bad luck and even in this game with the Jets and Bills, I really didn't need Aaron Rodgers to do what he did to his ankle. I'll explain it, but uh it's going really bad. And So God,
0: I was just gonna ask. uh, One performance, one sighting of it. How do we sit on the whole Lammy Jacks thing? I mean, we've been bickering back and forth about it all preseason. Have your have your opinions changed, or you still got full faith?
1: Well, so I have had full faith up until that game, and now I am, I am. My nervousness on my nervous meter has been turned up to about a seven. (laughs) Um. I thought that was really rough to see, and I know they figured it out. Mark Andrews wasn't there X, Y, and Z, but I think a lot of it has been in comparison to Joe Burrow, though. Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, and Joe Burrow also just pooped his pants like you wouldn't believe.
0: (laughs) Very true. Very true. So, but no, you
1: are correct, and there's not a bigger Lamar Jackson lover than me, and I am getting, I'm getting upset to say the least. Um, why don't we get into the news and notes of a very, very interesting week one. And then we'll refresh you guys on the, um, the docket from here on now for our, our mid season uh, show. It goes news and notes. And we'll talk about a little bit about week one. We'll talk our three big takeaways from the past week, or in this case, the overreaction week. Um, then we'll get into our, then we'll move on to week two or the next week, you know, put it in the past and move on. We'll look at our flavors of the week for week two. Um, we're not going to do conundrums cause it's Monday night right now. And it's hard to, the games aren't even over yet. So it's hard to do conundrums, but then we'll look at week twos, uh, survivor locks, upset picks. And of course the weekly draft and we'll cover what has happened. So lot to go over let me start us off before we get into injury news because there's a lot of it and just big games and such there was uh there's two stats i wanted to bring up to you guys nope three the first one being how low scoring week one was did you guys notice that when you were watching
0: yeah oh yeah while i was dozing away during all these games
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was 59 touchdowns total entering tonight's Monday night game. Uh, The last year, there was 73, I believe I heard. And the year before that, I think there's 88. So if your fantasy team didn't do particularly well, I don't know if anyone's really did. Kind of a snoozer, like Matt said, right? Uh, With the
2: sports betting stuff there's a lot of uh sports bets that you can do like alternative passing yards and I didn't do any of them this week for quarterbacks getting over 200 cuz I just you got to wait and see you're not really sure and there were a lot of quarterbacks even if they won the game like Dak Prescott they scored 40 points and he didn't even get 200 yards passing cuz the defense did everything mm-hmm. and to be fair I'm pretty sure there were like four or five games where it was like pouring down rain wet sloppy conditions that Maybe I'm going to chalk that up as a, you know, not ideal conditions for the quarterback in the passing game. And maybe they'll figure it out next week. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. The the rain's probably what really hurt Tannehill kind of threw his game.
1: <laughs> we'll get <laughs> We'll get into it. I see his name <laughs> on this doc for sure. But, oh, the other thing that I wanted to bring up, like uh, Scott kind of just said about the Cowboys and how good they are. I saw these two stats online and I, uh, these are not my stats because I did not look them up. But when the Cowboys beat the Giants forty to nothing last night, did you guys catch any of that game? Where did you turn it off because it was so disgusting? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I had it on. So this is the first statistic with the Giants. So last night the Giants lost the game forty to nothing. They lost the sack battle seven to nothing. Okay. They lost the turnover battle three to nothing. They had a field goal blocked and returned for a touchdown, and Daniel Jones threw a pick six. That was the first time in NFL history that any team has had all five of those things happen in an entire season.
0: Wow. And and they got it all done it. one.
1: Game. <laughs> they all got it wow. done week one. How amazing <laughs> is that? Is it lost the game 40 or worse by point differential? Lost the sack battle by seven, turnovers by three, and then the rest. The first time ever that's having to an NFL team for across an entire season. I thought that was so awesome to read. <laughs> Setting records. The second one about the Giants. Both of them are about the Giants. I'm sorry, Giants fans. We have a lot of Giants fans. Here are the Giants drives last night 12 drives and they went Blocked kick returned for a touchdown and then three plays for minus 11 yards and then minus nine yards including a pick six and then a three-yard drive then an interception drive missed field goal drive minus seven yards and a half seven yards turnover on downs lost fumble turnover on downs minus four yards end of game
0: it's not, not a very offensive day. <laughs>
1: it cannot get worse than that shit. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, you watched any play
2: where Jones went back in the pocket and he got sacked like it was every fucking play. It was just mm-hmm. embarrassing. Yeah,
1: there was a lot of negatives. We've already kind of brought up all those things. I just said the lack of scoring. Let's get into the news and notes. And just to be honest, it's full of injuries. So we're going to remain negative. But you got to know, right? Uh, Well, there's two major injuries. Let's start with J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins tears his Achilles, and he is done for the season. Uh, uh,
0: I, for some reason, was just out on Dobbins everywhere this preseason during draft season, and I don't know why, because I've always liked the guy, and maybe I just had some kind of telekinetic futuristic vision of this happening because i stayed away from any shares sucks for him okay for my fantasy
1: now you i will say that you were wrong to avoid him well no you were totally right super super <laughs> right but he looked great yeah. before this i mean he looked agile he scored a touchdown he was moving really well he's getting all the work so this is a really super bummer scott do you have dobbins anywhere or what are your emotions on uh i do not have him um i'm
2: hoping this sparks Lamar's running game a little more.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, the hard thing here too is not only is Lamar gonna you know, have a heavier running presence maybe now, but the running back group behind it is so muddied if you had Dobbins in fantasy it's not like okay I'm just picking the next guy up. It's I don't know, is it Miles Gaskin? Is it uh what what's uh what's the other main guy? So Gus, Gus Edwards, Edwards
1: um, Justice Hill scored two yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, scored two Justice touchdowns, Hill,
0: yeah. Gus Edwards, and then they even have like Melvin Gordon on their practice yeah. squad there and stuff like they can, they have a lot of options and you can't just pick up somebody on the so, waiver wire to replace him.
1: So what happened? So Justice Hill and Gus Edwards I mean, I both got eight carries last night. Justice Hill did eight carries for nine yards. And he did score two touchdowns. That's not good, but I think he got a lot of goal line work, so it's not like he could have done. You can't run for an 80-yard run when you're running from the one-yard line. So, to be fair to Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, all eight of his carries came after J.K. Dobbins left. The Ravens came out and said that they're not going to look externally on like a Kareem Hunt or a Leonard Fournette. That's what they've said, that they're going to remain because they think they've got the pieces in-house, including Melvin Gordon, like you said.
0: I think they'll be fine.
1: What I will say this, the one saving grace, about 30 minutes before kickoff, I dropped Rashad Penny because he was a healthy scratch. I'm like, we talked about that, how that could happen. And I picked up Gus Edwards before kickoff because I have J.K. Dobbins. And I was like, nice case. oh, my gosh, it's not going to be enough. point out but... that
0: early in the preseason, you were a big Rashad Penny fan and you I was kind of turned on him.
1: Because the reports the, the reports came out in the preseason. They're like, I don't know. I think that they don't like him at all. So, I mean, if they don't like him at all, why should I keep beating the drum? I mean, I that's agree. reasonable, right? Is, is <laughs> to, to reflect on that. But that's a bummer for J.K. Dobbins. But what's even worse, I heard, is that this was a contract year for him. So what's going to happen is... He's going to miss this entire year. He's going to need an entire year after that, probably to rehab. So he's probably going to make the league the veteran minimum and hope that he gets a. this is going to ruin his career. He probably won't. We probably won't see J.K. Dobbins again. We might.
0: He'll be Melvin Gordon on a practice squad somewhere. I'd bet. Hey.
1: bummer. So Aaron Rodgers. You guys ever heard of him?
0: No. that yeah, guy? Okay.
1: Aaron Rodgers, New York Jets, left in the first drive almost immediately with an ankle injury, got carted off the field, went to the locker room. He's got a boot on right now. Like I said, we're recording this show on Monday night um, because that is when we were available, and he's not going to come back. So what a whole – I know you guys aren't Jets fans, but Scott, if the Jets lose Aaron Rodgers for a significant period of time, what a giant middle finger from the NFL gods, correct? oh
2: yeah i mean they (laughs) all the maneuvering and everything they did to get him and bring lazard with him and make him happy and all that crap and then he doesn't even make it through one complete drive i didn't see what happened i know he was getting sacked and they said he got twirled down i don't know if his like foot or cleat stuck and his ankle twisted but one replay and it didn't look
0: particularly bad and that's a bad sign if you're an old man getting an ankle rolled up on a not particularly bad looking hit i get it like he's only one year older wasn't an issue last year but i don't know it's, it smells funny out there in new york sorry new jersey he's um what three years older than
1: me and you scott is that right i don't know yeah i guess so that's and pretty fucking old. Be- before we <laughs> before we hit record i uh I did the thing where I was clearing out my ears, you know, you know when you, uh, what's it called when you blow in your eardrum or blowing your yeah, ear you out? Yeah, I did that. And is Matt that right? was here. I think you were stitching up your wife. That's a whole different thing, but, um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but I did that. And I almost passed out because I got really lightheaded. So that's my health <laughs> status. <laughs> so yeah, a 360 pound lineman and hitting me is probably not great, but that sucks. Because it's a Zach Wilson sh- Wilson show. And that ruins my Garrett Wilson being an offensive player of the year kind of
0: a thing. Does it, though? Or is this just like the new Kurt Warner? I was going to say, Kurt Warner, 2. A... <laughs> Don't you
1: dare. <laughs> Don't you dare.
0: Zach <laughs> I Wilson is going to have a biopic <laughs> 20 years from now.
1: I do get a free pass, though, on the year, which is nice. Because I made <laughs> on this show. I decided without <laughs> your guys' permission. Um, Cooper Cup was placed on the puP list right before uh game time or maybe the day before so yeah, he's out through before. so he's out through week four um that was kind of expected though right Scott you've got Cooper cup I places. do
2: and I was hoping I saw that the first thing was like McVeigh was or whatever was saying like um the IR or the uh, pub list is a real possibility I'm like Oh, crap. I know he's obviously out for week one now, but I was really hoping it wasn't going to come to that because if you're already saying, yeah, he's for sure out four weeks. I mean, does that mean he could be out half the season? I mean, it's sucks ass, Mm -hmm. especially when I finally got uh, not only a share, but two shares of him.
0: And now he's out. By the way, Danny, you referred to it as the PUP list. I think I've only ever heard it referred to as the PUP list. Mm hmm. It's an interesting choice. That's all I'm saying.
1: I think that uh, I think that we're both right here. Um, I honestly, when I was reading it, it's in lowercase because Scott did it and he wanted me to just sweat and he (laughs) and I read it as pup and then I was like, that's probably that's not right. As I was reading the sentence and I switched it to P.U.P. And then as I said, P.U.P., I'm like, you could have said pup. (laughs) <laughs> and then um, after that i said no no way either one of these guys are gonna call me out on it though <laughs> i'm
0: glad i made you explain yourself
1: <laughs> so that's eh, a bummer but that uh allowed puka Nakua. uh i've got him on a dynasty team matt you've got him on a dynasty team neither one of us played him <laughs> but we got him
0: no i wish i would have got him elsewhere i had him up in a couple spots but uh no i'm mm-hmm. glad i got him somewhere i got a share and it yep. looked good
1: Mm mm-hmm Greg Dulcich from the Denver Broncos he left the game with a leg injury Scott is that as general as they're being with it right now as a leg injury
2: yeah last I saw it says he will get an
1: MRI so there's no specification for the significance of it yet okay not great I mean I like Greg Dulcich so I don't like the Broncos offense but I've got Dulcich in a couple places dynasty specific and This just goes along with the classic, I'm not very good at fantasy football, so I don't know why I have a podcast kind of thing. But I digest. Um, Aaron Jones. Who called Aaron Jones? Was that Scott this past week? He was my flavor of the week. Yes, he was. He had a hell of a game. Two touchdowns. Looked spry until... mm, he uh, scored a 35-yard touch on the second of the game and clearly hurt his left hamstring. And he was grabbing it as he was entering the end zone. Did you guys right see that off. play? Did you see him? He's like, oh, wait, wait, ooh, 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 ooh. good thing this is the end of the run. <laughs> yeah, so he did not return. I don't know the severity of it because we're recording this on Monday, but that's something. A.J. Dillon, pay attention to that. If uh, There's a lot of running backs out there on the waiver wire that you guys will not hear us talk about because it's Monday. But... um A.J. Dillon's another one. Anthony Richardson, um, he took a big hit scrambling at the end of the game, and I heard that it was actually his knee that was hurt, not his head. And it looked like it was a head injury, but yeah. they're saying it was a knee, and, that, and they came out after the game and said he's he's going to be fine. Like, nothing to worry about, but he had a hell of I mean, a he's, rookie he's game. He seemed all right
2: standing next to the coaches on the sideline. After they brought in um uh what's his name? Old Jaguar. Um, mustache Born- Minshew Minshew, man. <laughs> man oh, Brunel. Uh, <laughs> but he seemed all right when he was next to the coaches, just kind of talking. I felt like if it was like a real injury, he'd have been sitting or, you know, been taken off the field. So the fact that he was just kind of hanging out there led me to believe it's
1: probably not anything too significant. Any of you Frederick League listeners want Anthony Richardson? I got him for you. I'm big on him now. After seeing that first game, I'm happy. So,
0: way overreacting to week one.
1: I am. (laughs) I told you guys, I am just tilted to the nth degree. So, I'm it. We are still towards the end of the third quarter of this Monday night football game, and I am sweating through my underwear. So, Tyler Lockett and Jacoby Myers uh, both left the game being evaluated for a concussion. I did not see the Tyler Lockett one. I did see the Jacoby Myers one. Did you guys see either one of them? No, the Jacoby Myers one was graphic. I mean, it, it was a it was a late hit oh, one of those for clearly then. And it was like, oh, shit, he might be unconscious. He got up. Uh, he was OK. He got up. He didn't get card off the field. But when you watch it. I can tell Scott's reaching for his phone to to look up Jacoby Myers concussion hit because uh-huh, that was uh-huh. happening. Yeah, I thought so. Um, it did not look good, and but I did not see the Tyler Lockett one. Jacoby Myers was working in this game, though he scored two touchdowns. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is incapable of throwing it through, further than five yards downfield, so that made sense. But um, hey, 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 easy, easy, easy. Scott, are you? Did you find the hit? Uh, I have three more seconds of an ad to get through. So I need to do filler until um, we're talking. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Seahawks coming up, but uh, I'll move on until Scott uh, watches the hit and gives us his breakdown of it on Jacoby Myers. Pat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So he was going
2: down. And then the guy like catapulted low. Yeah. Super late.
1: Um, Not okay.
2: Now do you say late? I mean, he wasn't touched. He wasn't down i mean it was aggressive i get it but at the same time it wasn't i was thinking like a late hit like oh, he yeah, like like mean, a throw over the middle he That's clearly hit missed, the, missed the catch and then got I'm, plowed
1: i'm giving you guys the justin timberlake meme where i'm now of mm, you guys that was <laughs> not okay i mean it was definitely like targeting
2: and yeah it was a for sure penalty i don't know the the late I wasn't I was expecting something
1: different when you said a late hit. Okay, I got my words wrong. Okay, guys, I'm sorry. <laughs> so Pat Fryer Muth did not return after taking a big hit to the chest on an end zone target. I saw that he left the game. I did not see that hit. Oh, um, I saw that
2: one. That was that was as soon as he got hit, you're like, oh, like it. I mean, it clearly knocked the wind out of him, and you could tell just watching. It, you're like, that hurt my chest a little bit and he i mean he kind of he he rolled over to his stomach and kind of you know was on his knees and you can tell like he not only got the wind knocked out of him but that is going to sting for several days
1: not great his teammate Deontay Johnson left the game in the third quarter with a hamstring injury i heard about this one and it sounded like one of those hamstring like he reacted to the hamstring injury in the way of like oh that's gone I lost my hamstring like a, yeah. holy shit, and not like a, oh, is this is going to be okay kind of a thing. Nah, like a he, he grabbed bucket. it
2: immediately when he went down. That one definitely seems like he's going to be out several weeks if I had to guess. Just,
1: just as I toted Deontay Johnson for being so good, and I got him in a league that's important to me. This is, guys, this I might quit fan this podcast. <laughs> I made it through 173 episodes, and this might be it. I just can't handle it anymore. Matt, this your emotion.
0: good encouragement for our listeners to stick around. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give
1: it 30% effort. I'm going to get hammered drunk. We're just going to see what we get. Um, Other than that, that's the individual news notes and injuries that I have. Other just, do, you want me to, to, do you want to get into our overreactions? And then we can go back to other kind of... Yeah, let's do missed. overreactions first. All right. All right, Matt, start us off with your first... Out of three week one overreactions/slash big takeaways, it could be an overreaction or it can be an inappropriate reaction.
0: <laughs> My first reaction is that Tannehill can Tana hang it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody knows we're me and Danny are Titans fans. And we got Sunday tickets, so we're watching that Titans game. Some i'll I'll still start this by saying there was some pretty awful officiating there that screwed the Titans, but my God, I can't even hang it on the officials no, without no, of calls because let's
1: let's start there though. Let's start there because I'm not one to be like the officials fucked it up. They got so much wrong in the one half that I saw because yeah. I had to leave at halftime to go take my son to a soccer game. I was it was atrocious. the the, the kickoff opening kickoff, they fucked it up. and the, and the Titans had to use a. Uh, a uh, a challenge, challenge flag on that, and they won it, because, which is great that they. But it was just endless. There was a fumble return touchdown by the Titans that got ruled an incomplete pass, and it was absolute bullshit. And yeah, yeah well, maybe that I'm biased. All, they called it
0: wrong on the field because they blew the play dead when the player had a clear shot. At the end. this was bu- this was after everything happened. They let it go until he had. An open field at the end zone, they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa play is dead. That was incomplete. The play gets challenged then by the Titans again after winning the first terrible call challenge. All the replay, their their official uh in the booth or whatever, the two analysts and everybody at home saw that is a fucking fumble pulled out of the back of the quarterback's hand. The announcer called, said it. They kept it an incomplete pass. Just I I don't know. That being said,
1: Matt, continue with your Tannehill. uh despite all
0: that crap yeah if those calls would have gone a different way maybe the titans would have won anyway but i can't even blame it on that because Tannehill didn't look good and i've i've probably been the biggest guy in Tannehill's court on this show and in my friend circles just like hey when he plays they win he's he's pretty he's pretty solid like he can play with a team around him that's run first play action blah 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 he can make it work he didn't look good. He was slow to make decisions when he made decisions. They weren't great decisions. He was under throwing receivers, <laughs> the, receivers. They were the incorrect decisions. <laughs> he had like <laughs> three interceptions. I don't even know what the final number was. And he could have easily had twice that. He had some awful throws. He missed wide open receivers on some pretty cleverly designed plays, actually, for the Titans <laughs> to, to play or to dream up. I was impressed by some of the play calling wasn't terrible. I don't know why Henry wasn't on the field enough. I'm getting away from Tan thing, but he needs to improve his game murals. They're gonna be trying to get Will Levis on the field or even, God forbid, Malik Willis again. No.
1: Oof. Oof. Scott, you want to bring us into your first overreaction slash regular reaction?
2: Uh yeah. So I have uh the Cincinnati Bengals appear to be off to another slow start. And I know that it was, was it crappy weather conditions for them? Yeah. That's I, um, oh, oh, yeah
1: apparently I, it wasn't crappy for Cleveland.
2: That's what I was going to say no. though. They're both, they both have the same conditions, but so yeah, the last five years in 2019, this was the year before Burrow was there, but Dalton was there. They started 0 and three Burrows first year. They were Oh, two and one and 21. That was the only year they went two and one last year. They went one and two. Now they're 0-1, and next week they have another division rivalry in Baltimore who didn't look great, but you never know with that matchup. And then the Rams in week three who looked all right in week one. So, I mean, obviously Cincinnati was fine last year, made it to the AFC Championship, but for some reason, they always get to off to a slow start. I know Burrow obviously missed a lot of training camp and everything with the injury to his calf. Maybe that's the explanation this year. I don't know. But since he never really comes out of the gate firing, and doesn't look like this
1: year's going to be any different, isn't? Aren't aren't the Bengals? Don't they struggle a lot traveling to Cleveland?
0: Yes, historically, it's not good there. Okay, I don't know yeah. if Burrow has won there yet, or there's something weird. I think they've lost their last like five of six playing out there, but that could be hearsay.
1: Last year. They played on Halloween, and they lost 32-13. to Joe Burrow did in there. The year before that, they lost at Cleveland. It was week 18. What are you going to do? 21-16. So is that that was his rookie year, wasn't it? 2021, or was it 2020? 2020
2: was they lost 35-30
1: at okay. Cleveland. So they, they struggle there. But you're right. The conditions were bad, but Joe Burrow was – And he's one of the reasons why I'm having a really rough time today. Um, My first fantasy takeaway slash overreaction. Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver in the league and will win people fantasy leagues as long as Tua is healthy by far. Like Cooper Cup last, last year, two years ago. Michael Thomas before that, Antonio Brown before that, Julio Jones before that. Holy shit. Did you guys catch any of the Dolphins Chargers game and see Tyreek Hill? Just saw, the saw highlights. I
0: saw some of the plays. Yeah, he's like we get that he's getting older. You think he's going to take a lose a step, but you know what? This guy is so fast and so quick, so shifty and so good that if he loses a step He's still making monster plays in the NFL. People are three and four steps behind him right now.
1: Here's the overreaction I'll give you. Next year's fantasy drafts, he will be the 101 and it won't even be close.
0: I won't be taking him, but I'm not going to say it's outside (laughs) the realm of possibilities.
1: It's it was unbelievable what he was doing. It was not. I mean, when he was on the Chiefs, I watched him and was like, This isn't fun to watch because I'm not rooting for the Chiefs and he's really, really good. Also, I don't think he's a good person, but um, football player wise. Good Lord, I wish I would have taken him in the first round in all my leagues. And I didn't because I was too scared. (laughs) And um, off we go. Um, Matt, your second takeaway.
0: I don't think uh, the Vikings are going to be as lucky as they were last year. Didn't start out that way. Um, Pretty, pretty bad loss for a team that, I don't know, has contender aspirations, I guess. But to lose to the Bucks, a team that was touted as the team that didn't have a quarterback and total quarterback issues before week one. I can see the Vikings look changing around. And last year they ended up being 13 and 4 with a lot of crazy lucky wins and a negative point of differential. There's mm-hmm. no reason saying that record couldn't get flipped this year. They don't they don't clean it up a bit.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's not promising what happened with the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers are not projected to be particularly good. Uh yikes. Scott, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, i I think, I think Vikings will be okay in terms of their offense is going to figure it out and get better. I'm not saying, like we said, I don't. I could very easily see them not being a front runner in this division anymore because of how close so many games were last year. I don't think they're going to be a sub 500 team though, so I don't think they're going to be awful. I think they'll figure it out. Um, I mean, Bucks. We don't know what their defense is. It's historically been good. I don't know if it's going to be that great. I, I feel like it's the ranking is kind of middle of the pack type situation, but I, I'd, I'd have to think that the Vikings will figure out a little bit more. They've got too many offensive weapons to not put up more than what, 17 points or whatever they did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Scott, give us your second takeaway. <clears throat> I have the chiefs are very beatable without Kelsey. Uh, We watched a little (laughs) bit, a little bit of that on Thursday night. We were on a a nice little fishing expedition um, or watching people fish. expedition. (laughs) Um, Is that uh, you or me? uh, Both. Unfortunately, Uh, I I was the only one actively trying to catch them, but uh, anyways, so we, we caught a good amount of it and there were a, a lot of drops from seeing the highlights and everything from Kansas City. That I mean, it was obviously a close game, it was a one score game. It came down to the last drive where you know a few things go differently throughout the game. Obviously, that score could have been flipped, but I mean, it just goes to show that if Kelsey ever does start declining, they need to get a number one receiver back in there. Letting Tyreek Hill go, I mean, like we just saw him win the Super Bowl, it's fine, they're still a good team. But if Kelsey's not there to take away some of the you know coverage from the wide receivers, take the focus away, even though somehow he always seems wide open, I don't see how this team offensively can maintain what they've done the last couple of years. They need to get somebody either drafted or traded for or something and get a clear number one wide receiver back in there.
0: By the way, you said the Chiefs had a lot of bad jo- drops. Wasn't it just Kadarius Tony that had a lot of bad drops? Uh, I thought it was their tight end as
2: well had a couple
1: Noah Gray was he was okay but uh, Sky Moore was absolute trash the second year wide receiver and Kadarius Tony gifted the Lions a a pick six that was bad I mean Mm -hmm. you could not have thrown that ball more perfectly into Kadarius Tony's hands but that's the thing the Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year with not really great wide receivers and they're like that's fine we can play with fire again they lose Travis Kelsey. They didn't have Chris Jones, their defensive end. Who, by the way, big news is that he did sign a one-year deal, and he'll be back for Week Two for the Chiefs. That's huge for the Chiefs' defense.
0: <laughs> the, the Chiefs' loss, I like, gave him them. They were like, "Okay, we'll open up the checkbook." All right. <laughs> like Chris
1: Jones was there at the game. Well played, because, Chris. Well played. <laughs> right, Chris Jones was there at the game. They showed him on TV because he was because uh, they unveiled the banner and gave the rings out, and he was. An obviously major part of the team. So he was there, but you got to know in his heart, he's like, this isn't the worst thing <laughs> <laughs> at all. But yeah, no, you're completely right on that. Scott, Um, we'll get back to that. I'll go with my second uh, overreaction slash. I think this is a normal takeaway. The Seahawks were scary bad and the Cowboys were scary. Good, at least on defense. So let's start the first part. The Seahawks were inexplicably bad against the Rams, who had Aaron Donald and nobody on defense. They couldn't figure out their shit. I think I did the math, and they totaled two yards in the second half. Granted, Tyler Lockett went down, and then a couple of big pieces of their offensive line went down. But And I'm not overreacting. If I was at quarterback and you two are my wide receivers, I think we could have gotten more than two yards. We could have schemed something up.
0: <laughs> you you think wrong, but,
1: <laughs> but we would. Have I, just tried that, I, I just told you. I just told you. on my passing out because I <laughs> blew my nose or whatever? So yeah, Seahawks were bad, and I don't know if that was real or it was just a bad week one. I don't know what that was. Cowboys. Shut down the Giants. I gave those two stats on how bad the Giants were, but that defense looks legit. And I'm not a Cowboys fan. The offense, I don't even care. I don't even know. But like that defense is real. Do the Cowboys have the best defense in the league?
2: I don't know. That was also another game that was really crappy conditions out, which again, not going to make an excuse. You don't, you don't post to shut out just because of weather conditions but i i can't imagine that it didn't take a little bit of effect because i mean like i said when you can't throw the ball like you want to not that i'm a huge fan of daniel jones am i, I coming to play a little bit i mean i think they're going to be a good defense but i wouldn't put them at the top of the list right now
1: so matt you want to blast off on your third takeaway slash overreaction because i'm a big fan of this one
0: Yeah, I know you are. I'm going to have to eat a little crow on one of our bets here, but Laporta looked good for the Lions. And not only did he produce, I think he caught all five of his targets, which is good, first of all. Um, Second of all, there were plays that were obviously designed to go to him. It wasn't that Golf was getting through all of his reads and he needed to dump it to Laporta. It wasn't that he didn't want to go there and had to go there they want to give this guy the ball there. And I think that his targets are going to increase and they're going to gain more trust with him. And I think he's going to be a major fixture in this offense. And I'm saying my overreaction is that he will have the second most targets in Detroit by the end of the season, and he will have the third most receiving yards on that team at the end of the season. I think Jamison Williams coming back after six games, I think he can still... He can still outdo him in yards then if everything happens as it's supposed to happen then. But I think the targets are just going to be so solidified going to him that he's still he's still going to have that. Um, but Gibbs, though. What about Gibbs, though?
1: I mean, I know he didn't have a ton of of, mean, yeah. of playing. Gib, but Gibbs um, can
0: throw a wrinkle into the whole target thing. I still don't think receiving yards mm-hmm. it's going to play with. Um, sure. I want to see sure. a little bit more. I think Gibbs' workload is going to inc- increase there as well. But, mm-hmm. I mean, your boy... Danny's favorite, David Montgomery, didn't look bad. I'll say hey, He didn't look bad. Didn't look bad.
1: He didn't look good. But um, just to piggyback on that, I knew you were going to talk about Laporta and I wanted to talk about Gibbs. So, like Scott said, we were uh, camping and we got to watch pieces of it, but also, shocker, I had a few beers. But NFL Network played the whole game the next day and I watched a lot of the game. And I got to say, Jameer Gibbs looked legit. Like, really, really good. He had a touchdown, and his foot just slipped right out from under him as he cut. I, I, I'm not going to blame him for that. He it, it was wide open spaces for a touchdown because of his cut. He was fighting for yards. And Dan Campbell, after the game, said this was there because he was asked, why didn't you give Gibbs more? And he was like, this was planned this way to just give him. The, let's start slow. He's a rookie. Let's start. Let's, let's get you a little taste. We've got David Montgomery. His workload will increase. And I got to say, if you got Jameer Gibbs right now, I know it didn't look great in the box score after the week one, but don't let that defer you. And in fact, you should go out and try to get Jameer Gibbs from the Gibbs owner
2: because the it.
1: box score does not look as good as he really was. Sorry, but what you say, Matt? I said I love it. Okay, and not to take away from your Laporte thing, but the bet was that he—I have him as a top twenty tight ends—and you think that's going to happen now? Yeah.
0: Well, I took that bet not realizing how mediocre <laughs> top twenty is, and at this point, I think yes, he—he he exceeds that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna buy you the six pack yet, but uh, I have nothing. I'm on way okay, right now. Of the bet. <laughs> I have
1: nothing in my heart right now because of fantasy football, so I need something. Give me that, uh, Scott. Give us your third takeaway uh
2: mine is sam howell uh in week one spreading the wealth uh rookie quarterback in washington not only gets the win but clearly isn't leaning on any one wide receiver in week one like a lot of times you see rookie do you know their first look is always a guy that they hone in on but i mean he's a second Dehan- year
1: though he's not a rookie
2: oh sorry yeah might um, as well be yeah uh, Jahan Dotson was the third receiver in yards, and Terry McLaurin was fourth, which is surprising. So, Curtis Samuel, five receptions, Logan Thomas, four, Jahan Dotson, five, and Terry McLaurin only with two. And they all had between 30 and 50, 55 yards. So, it was pretty even. And the one passing touchdown was actually a dump off to Brian Robinson for a seven yard touchdown. Uh, side note Brian Robinson is clearly the RB to have there, 19 carries to uh, antonio gibson's three uh which well i kind of figured was going to be the case but anyways um the the fact that he's spreading it is great if you're a washington fan because you know it opens up a lot of things but if you're a fantasy owner uh that uh you, th- you don't know who to play and i know terry McLaurin was still kind of probably had a little bit of coming off his injury so maybe that could explain a little bit as to why he only had two receptions um but, I mean, it, it's good to see young quarterbacks spreading around like that. But for fantasy implications, it's going to be it's going to be hard unless somebody kind of rises to the top here of what you're going to do with those wide receivers. The
1: cream always rises to the top. Hmm. <laughs> I, I think that um, Jahan Dotson, I don't know. I love Terry McLaurin, though. I'm not going to say that Jahan Dotson better than McLaurin, but they may be equals. Just a weird game. You know, they're going against the uh, the 32nd ranked Arizona Cardinals defense. It's just (laughs) scary when you're out there. uh, Logan Thomas actually led in targets with eight. But Jahan Dotson was right behind with seven. So my final takeaway. I may have been wrong about Brock Purdy, and I may have been wrong about Tony Pollard in the good way wait no the bad way for me the good way for them um I think I said on this show I made Tony Potter my bust of the year that's okay I'll just come right out and say it. that was stupid um
0: <laughs> he he did score two touchdowns. really bad about getting him in two leagues for a little yeah. bit of time.
1: yeah I don't know why he did that it was dumb like he it took a minute to get used to like, cause like Matt said, he wasn't the only guy here there at the beginning, but when he was running, you're like, okay, yeah, that reminds Yeah. And I, I think they're no, going to
0: be it. smart about usage and they're going to keep these other guys in the mix. But at times they were getting like full series and stuff, or at least a lot of the midfield work and everything. I think Tony Pollard is just going to keep eating away at that share.
1: Yeah. And I may have been wrong about Brock Purdy. Um, he looked great. I mean, he didn't look unbelievable, but he looked like he knew how to run the offense. He knew that the offense, he didn't have to just win the game outright because his defense is so good. That's another thing we'll talk about real quick. San Francisco 49ers. Holy shit. If Brock Birdie looks as good, I mean, look how Sandy looked look good. Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk was a stud. Stud mm. muffin out there.
0: I like that. that. I really started to warm up to him a lot during the the preseason and snagged a couple shares of him in drafts, and I'm happy I did. Everything I was reading on him sounded very positive, and I like this team. Happy about it.
1: Yeah, they look really, really good. And by the way, Brandon Ayuk, yeah, two touchdowns, a lot of yards, X, Y, and Z. Brandon Ayuk also was a key part in Christian McCaffrey's big touchdown run. I think Christian McCaffrey, Scott, you have him somewhere. It was like a 60 something yard run. Yeah. I have him yeah. in two
2: leagues. So yeah.
1: Yeah. Brandon Ayuk made his normal block, then got downfield in front of, of Christian McCaffrey, and then knocked a guy into a different galaxy uh mm-hmm. on a block. So Ayuk is doing all the things, not only as
0: like, like uh, I could, uh, what's pause this for a second monday night football garrett wilson just made one of the most insane catches i've ever seen in my life okay it was it was kind of a toss-up fade into the end zone and he was holding off a defender with one arm put his hand out batted the ball up batted it back to himself and caught it all on the way down in the end zone
1: so without me say, seeing this 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 okay so are you going to come out and say that i was right about garrett wilson
0: <laughs> that catch was insane, concentration, and very impressive. I will say that much. But he only has like 40 yards on the game. So
1: <laughs> he scored the touchdown, though, didn't he?
0: Yeah, uh, was a, it, that that catch is going to be a, a top tenner for sure.
1: So anywho, anywho, I don't know what I was talking about. But anything else you guys want to talk about before we move on? To put week one behind us other than what's happening right now. Just... I can't remember what.
2: What game it was now, but I, it was a really interesting stat, and I want to say maybe it was like Trent Richardson or something. I don't know, but at one point they were four for four with zero yards and a
1: touchdown. Um, so Ezekiel, no, not Ezekiel Elliott, Jerome. It was Bettis. one of the noon games. Oh, oh, t- oh! This is past this yesterday.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching it, looking at the stat, going, oh, my God. They had, like, a minus nine-yard pass early in the game, and then they got a turnover, and then obviously ran it once or twice, and they had they were four for four as a quarterback with zero yards
0: but a touchdown. It definitely it was wasn't Trent. I mean, wild stat.
1: wasn't Trent Richardson for sure.
0: Wait, is that mm-hmm. talking about a quarterback or running back? Yeah. It was a quarterback.
1: I don't know what specifically you're talking about, but I do know there was a stat (laughs) out there where Jerome Bettis had five carries for like three yards and three touchdowns. So it was, yeah, it was a couple of years ago. He had
0: like negative yards and a touchdown or two or something. Like it happens occasionally.
2: It was just funny to see him perfect four for four. One of them was a minus nine yard pass. So the other
1: ones were clearly like two or three yards. So he was four for four with zero yards and a touchdown. I I think CJ Stroud caught his first uh, pass, didn't he? Matt, is that what we saw for the Houston Texans? The first reception that CJ Stroud ever had in his career was to CJ Stroud because it was one of those bad things and he caught it. That's going to be a good uh, trivia <laughs> as long as between. in
0: five years you still know who cj Stroud is
1: no god no Whew, ominous anyway yeah texans bears cardinals panthers all lose we all expected that what are you gonna do blow out wins for cleveland that was crazy i think we covered it all you guys want to put it to bed other than the bills jets that's happening Mm-hmm. and just move on to week 2 cuz I sure as hell want to. Matt probably wants to live in week 1's infamy for forever.
0: Especially because uh <clears throat> second half of the show I think I w- I lost to the old weekly draft. So
1: it's the only thing I got going for me. Is yeah. what we're about to do. So <laughs> yeah, let's let's do it. Well, week 1's not even over yet, really, but we're going to move on to week 2. The Jetson Bills just entered overtime. Everyone listening to this knows what has happened, obviously, but predictions, quick predictions. Final score, Matt.
0: Uh, I don't know. Bills had the ball to start off with. I'm, I'm going to go with the Bills win. I think they'll, they'll get a touchdown and seal okay. it on that. Um, 22 because they get a touchdown. 216 Yeah. No, well, is it say. now? I thought every team got the right to touch the ball. If you they beat.
2: if they get it on the first drive, I thought it was over. Yeah, if first, they get
1: a field goal, then the other team then gets the other one. team has a chance. But well, a though, safety or touchdown. Goals.
0: I thought they they changed it all after was it at the Bills barf? playoff game? The Kansas City shit. Oh, what okay, so I think if they get a touchdown on the first drive, the Jets still get a chance to possess. Man, we need oh, to if that that this new is this only year, during the, the regular season, I think. I don't I, think it's, it's so stupid.
1: stupid. I'm embarrassing. It, or I'm embarrassing. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, it's embarrassing <laughs> that we don't know this. I will figure it out. So 2216 says Matt Scott, your prediction. That was
2: my guess before
1: he said it too. I thought they were 19, go down and score. 1916 Jets. All right. So let's move on to flavor of the week. we for week two. Matt's got a full blown beer, and he's talking about guzzling it. You
0: don't have to yet, Matt, because we're not there. we're not there. Do you want to I, do it now? I I just want to start now so that it's gone by the time that something important <laughs> happens. You know, you
1: have to. But the point is, you have to chug it as fast as you can. Well,
0: that doesn't change the fact <laughs> or, that I want it to be done. <laughs> we're
1: not at that segment yet god damn it okay
0: <laughs> all right all right i'll let it get warmer we you could you
1: have another one do you, you have a, a second oh, one
0: no this is great radio
1: people don't know what i'm talking about matt lost a segment later we'll get to it let's talk flavor of the week scott i was glancing at the flavors of the week quarterback running back wide receiver tight end for week one that we did you hit on the majority of them how do you feel today?
2: Uh pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, I don't think any. I mean, taking a quick glance, I think Sutton was the only like he got a shocker, but because Judy was out, that's why I went with him. And Man. yeah, he had a solid day,
1: Matt. Um, so Scott, your quarterback was Lawrence. Is running back was Aaron Jones. Cortland Sutton's a wide receiver. I don't know what Evan Ingram did.
2: He but... had like I think fifty yards with like four. So like, oh, it's a, fine. A tight end who doesn't get a touchdown was like average. It was like six yeah. points. Yeah.
1: So fine. Fine stuff. And then Matt, you went out there and you bounce. You just like. Uh, Here we go. Matt, tell us what happened just now. Obviously, it, something happened. In Jets Bill's game.
0: Uh, the, the Jets just won it off a very impressive return. Um, he changed fields. He was patient on blocks. He made a good move on the punter. Uh my God, like Jets just beat the Bills without Aaron Rodgers. That defense, man, yeah, is legit. Well, and I mean, Zach Wilson came in and didn't look bad. He looked better than freaking uh Josh Allen did in that game. Well, the
1: Jets defense is better than the Bills defense, so it makes sense. Jets. And who knows what happens to Aaron Rodgers? Maybe we'll be back next week. This is
2: another. I don't know what the official stat line is, but. Let me pull it up real quick. And box score, Buffalo mm-hmm. Jake Allen, thirty six yards rushing. Okay, that's not terrible. I was going to say for all the quarterbacks that you think of as like rushers, didn't particularly rush that much. They all I think finished at like thirty yards between Hurts, Lamar, and Josh Allen. You know,
1: suck ass is what happened. Um, ass suckers. I, we so we we just. Pause kind of for the end of the crazy Bills Jets game. What the hell are we talking about? Flavor of the week. Um flavor of yeah. the week. Scott went over that. He did a really good job last week. I was about to tell Matt how great of a job he did with his wide receivers because he blasted off three wide receiver flavors of the week and he hit on all of them. I know mm. one was Mike Evans, one was Calvin Ridley, and the other one, I don't remember who the other one was. Was it Chris Olave?
0: It might have been a lot it as okay. well. I deleted mine. Now, I didn't realize we we're doing the whole last week thing, so my apologies. you can tell
1: underneath it because we put last week,
0: <laughs> you know. I only saw yours and it said LW, and... <laughs> so it's fine,
1: it's fine. It's Honestly, fine.
2: the only reason I did that was so if Danny went through For the knock sure. and just started deleting, he I was ready. That.
1: <laughs> I was ready, so I'm glad you didn't. So, Matt hit on all of those wide receivers. I um hit on nothing. No, I no I hit on <laughs> I hit on my uh Raheem Mostert. He did fine. Hopkins did to fine. Him. Like oh, shut up. Five he catches for sixty five. I mean, it wasn't like a great, it
0: but it was better if Tenhill right. didn't completely miss him on like three or four other passes. Hey, 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 hey.
1: We're not just stroking Keith's ego here, Scott. You tell us about your week two flavor of the week for quarterback.
2: I have Deshaun Watson. He was okay. The, he was okay, didn't he? Yeah, of the Browns, obviously. I know at the end of last year when he came back, he did not look good. People who held out with him or picked him up close when he came back, maybe played him for one week, and then that was it because he was not doing anything. But. Looked great in week one against Cincy. Again, bad conditions, but I think he had a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown, if memory serves correctly. Um, And he's going into play It's at Pittsburgh, but it's Pittsburgh. We just saw what San Francisco did to them. I mean, they bent them over all game long with the run game. McCaffrey had, what, 150-something yards um, or 130-something, whatever it was, it was insane and Purdy just picked him apart on defense to where even if Deshaun Watson isn't that precise with his running and maneuverability, I mean, he could easily have 50 yards running, a couple hundred yards passing, several touchdowns. I mean, he could put up a 25,
1: 27-point game for you in fantasy. Matt, your quarterback flavor of the week,
0: week two. Ooh, mine's Jared Goff. And – uh Obviously, we all know the Lions beat KC last week and golf's numbers weren't like outlandish or anything like that. Uh, But he he won the game and he looked just fine doing it. And guess what? He's coming home. He's against Seattle. Did not look good. Week one. I don't think their pass defense is very good against QBs. I think Jared Goff has a great week this week. And I, I think Danny disagrees with me, but I think he rolls on. I just I, I think that this
1: is a trap game, is what I told Matt before the show. Seahawks at Lions, and we'll get into that, but the Seahawks look so bad, and the Lions are on top of the world. Lions at home, Seahawks <laughs> traveling. It just feels like a trap
0: that's... Mr. Glass is a half empty <laughs> over here. But,
1: uh... Uh, I've got burned in a lot of Survivor Leagues. <laughs> I get and... it.
0: Lions are the lions. They do lions things. They get screwed by the rest, but you know what they did in week one. This is a new, new territory. And uh, besides the whole, it's going to happen. There's no reason why this doesn't go well for golf this week. There's no statistical on paper reason other than it's the lions.
1: <laughs> no, nah, I like it. I've got <laughs> Anthony Richardson, Uh, Indianapolis Colts is my quarterback flavor of the week. He looked good in his first ever game as a rookie over 200 yards passing, he had a passing touchdown. He had a rushing touchdown, which is big thing is rushing and he's playing against the Texans. And I know that the Ravens struggled for a minute and then ended up winning handily over the Texans. But I think this is a great time for Richardson to really blast off. Um, The Texans are trash. So, Anthony Richardson is my quarterback of the week. Scott, your running back.
2: I have Ramondre Stevenson uh, versus Miami. Uh, we just saw a crazy shootout where Miami's defense was a not good. Um, I'm trying to look up real quick what they gave up. Oh, that they gave up the most rushing yards in week one, 234 yards. Uh, I believe they gave up 90 yards to Joshua Kelly, the backup behind Eckler. So between those two, they had 200 plus yards, and then probably a couple scrambles from the quarterback of Herbert. But 200 yards given up, which I know Ramondre. It actually Elliot was in there a lot more than I was expecting him to be right off the bat. Uh, but he fumbled like on the first drive, which I know Belichick doesn't like. But I think Ramondre is still going to be the bell cow back. He's going to get his attempts this week on a, like I said, on a defense that couldn't stop anybody from running. Even if he splits, he could still get a hundred plus yards, just like both of Eckler and Josh Kelly did last week. So I think he's a pretty good play here for the Patriots to have a a bounce back in week two. They might not win, but I think they're going to have a better offensive showing between the running and passing game.
1: Uh, Matt, what is your running back for the week? Running
0: back of the week is Derek Henry. Um, Disappointed week one for the Titans, but I'll tell you what, when Derek Henry got the ball, he still looked good. He was still the monster that is Derek Henry. He's as long as he's healthy, he's not too old uh, to be dominant in this league. He's coming home. He's against the the Clippers LA Chargers and I don't I don't see them being the biggest test of them. And I think the Titans are going to realize that Henry needs to be on the field more, getting utilized more, even though that might not be what they want. That's what they need. And I think he's going to have a big week here.
1: Mm, I like it. Mine is uh, Travis Etienne. Scott's boy, Travis Etienne, I should say. huh? Mm-hmm. Scott, guy, you ever heard of him? Travis Etienne, 18 for 77 and a touchdown on the ground. He added five catches for 27 through the air. He looked legit. Um, he looked really good, really spry as they say. And he's going against the chiefs and the chiefs are trash. So now, now that they're getting Chris Jones back, I guess it's going to be better. I stand by this pick Travis CTN is going to be wonderful this week. Um, and it's going to make it's going to make the Chiefs life tough to get back to one and one. So. Like it there, Scott, your wide receiver for
2: the week two, I have Amara St. Brown who had a great week, one about 80 yards and a touchdown against the Chiefs uh, going to, like we said, play at Seattle, um, regardless of if they win the game, like we just mentioned, it could be a trap game with how high Detroit is and Seattle has the ability to bounce back but Seattle other than the Chargers gave up the most passing yards in week one they gave over 330 yards so their defense is not what it used to be it is not the Legion of Boom anymore I think we can all kind of agree that the last several years they have not been the powerhouse defense like they used to be a handful of years ago and people are going to score on them. It's not like they're going to win games 17-9 anymore. They're going to give up some points, they got to score some points to win. So, I like Detroit's throwing ability and uh Amariis uh is a beast without um uh, uh what's his name? Uh Williams being suspended. Um I think this is a good time for for Amon-Ra's play.
1: Matt, your wide receiver.
0: I didn't realize if he was in my list of them last week, but I have Chris Olave again. Um, Had a productive week one, getting over 100 yards, 10 targets, eight receptions against the Titans. Didn't find the end zone, but I think he does that this week. He's coming back home. He's against Carolina. Don't think it's a particularly tough matchup, I think the balls are still going to get funneled his way. <clears throat> Chris Olave. Oh. Ooh, I
1: love it. I, I'm a big Chris Olave fan. Um, mine is, so last week I took, I took two guys, DJ Moore and, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. DJ Moore was trash. DeAndre Hopkins, um, Scott bailed him out by giving good statistics. I'm going DeAndre Hopkins 2.0 here. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is going to eat in this one. I know that Matt already talked about Derek Henry for the Titans, but I guess we'll use up all the Titans here early, Matt. DeAndre Hopkins is going to go full ham banana in this one against the L.A. Chargers, who have no pass defense whatsoever. is going to change Matt's mind, and it's going to be on the back of DeAndre Hopkins. Here we go, doubling down on DeAndre Hopkins here. Now, Scott, your tight end of the week.
2: I have T.J. Mm-hmm. Uh Minnesota did not have a great showing in week one. Uh, to be honest, I don't have his stats in front of me. That's, um, good. That's good. Do you?
1: Who For, for who?
2: For Hawkinson. Hocken, uh,
1: Hockens- yes. Hawkinson. <laughs> yeah, I can you give me his actual name? So TJ Hawkinson, as I say the words out loud because I'm clicking, clicking, clicking. Um, He had nine targets, which is wonderful. Eight catches, 35 yards. Not great average, but nine targets yeah. is promising. So it wasn't, I mean, again, for a,
2: tight end who doesn't score a touchdown. And if you get six points or more, I mean, you can't can't complain too much. But they're playing at Philly, and Philly's pass defense was not great against the Patriots. Uh, it wasn't crazy bad, but it wasn't great. And I think this contest is going to be or has the ability to be more of a shootout. Uh, I think Minnesota is going to figure it out a little bit. And they're going to trade blows a little bit. And there's going to be a lot more scoring on this one than either of them saw in week one. And I think Hawkins is going to be more in the mix and probably score a touchdown.
1: Yeah, he, he scored a touchdown. Um, We didn't even talk at all this entire show about how great Kirk Cousins was. That's a shame. We need to for a second. Kirk Cousins threw for 344 yards and two touchdowns. That's great. I'm sorry. Did he win the game? Um, um, I don't want to say <laughs> official. My official answer is I don't want to say Um, uh, Matt. Who is your tight end
0: for week two? My tight end for week two is Evan Ingram. I thought he had a, a, an impressive week one for a team with so many different targets. He was perfect. Five targets, five receptions, 49 yards, nothing, nothing that jumps out on stat sheet. Nobody's like, well, Evan Ingram was good week one but he was good. Um
1: solid. Averaging 10 yards of reception,
0: perfect, solid. He's still going to get targeted more and more by Trevor Lawrence. And now they're coming home versus Casey, who, well, they're going to be a tough opponent. I think there's going to be a high scoring game. And I think Evan Ingram is going to be primed for more targets because of that and potential for end zone opportunities. He, he has that body size and that ability. So I think it's going to be a great week. He's probably going to be a, a fan duel target of mine this week.
1: Mm-hmm. And my tight end flavor of the week is Jake Ferguson of the Dallas Cowboys. The reason why I like him, he had the most targets from Dak Prescott, seven targets on the day. And Matt has always said, if you get seven or more targets – As a tight end, you are looking quality. And for a while there, I think out of the first nine targets that Dak had, I think Jake Ferguson
0: had six of them. I think I may have dropped him right before week one to pick pick up somebody else. We'll see. Yeah,
1: they're playing against the Jets, which is not good because the Jets have an unbelievable defense. But I think volume is going to be key here. And I think they're going to look up for some dump offs there because that offensive line is amazing. So I'll go Jake Ferguson. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Uh, do you guys have anything else to add before we move into survivors?
2: I am gonna throw out, I know we said we're not doing conundrums, but I have one because you deleted it and it was a doozy. Mm-hmm. Um, I so thought this... it was from
1: week one, so delete the whole thing.
2: <laughs> yep. Um, uh, let me pull it up real quick. So this is touchdown only, okay? Um,
1: which so... I'm on one end by the way.
2: Uh, as am I? So, uh, come on, you piece of crap! All right, it won't open. <laughs> okay. Um, so okay. it's uh, <laughs> you have to play two wide receivers, okay? And uh, cup is out, so whatever. But I still have Amon Ross, St. Brown, Calvin Ridley, and Mike Evans. All three got a touchdown in week one. I feel like all have a decent matchup in week two. So Amon Ross, St. Brown, Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans got to play two of the three in touchdown only.
0: I'm on Ryan Ridley. I don't even care about the matchups. I like Evans. I played him in the league. I don't think it. I don't think I start him over either of those guys.
1: I think I go Ridley and I go Evans, and I think it's because I think the Buccaneers play the Bears, right? Yes, uh, you play everybody against the Bears, and Calvin Ridley <laughs> is just getting too much volume against the a crappy Chiefs team. So, I think Amon Rob that was awesome. He got that touchdown, but I think he, I think that'll settle, and he's going to be the kind of guy that's going to get an insane, crazy amount of recept- like a Keenan Allen type receptions, yards, every now and then a touchdown, like Ceedee Lamb as well. Danny, you um,
0: had the Bears as your biggest surprise during the. Don't Chum- do this. Awards, don't, so
1: don't do this. Don't do what you're about <laughs> to do. Let's talk a
0: little bit more about <laughs> that. You can't
1: do that. You can't do this. Not live. No. 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 You can't just dig up all the skeletons in my closet. Okay. You can't do this. So no. I don't want to hear it. Um, let's move on. Do we? Do we answer it? We get. Oh, we and get there's it? DeAndre
2: Hopkins there too. Sorry.
0: Oh, well, that's a horse of a new color. <laughs>
2: Uh, uh, I got pretty stacked wide receivers. Cooper Cup, Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, Amon Arsene Brown, and DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Must feel pretty good. I can well, only play two of one. them, so I need and to trade for one. a running back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and this is all touchdown only, too, right? Yeah. So,
1: yeah. It's a gimmick league. It's fine. It's fine. All right. <laughs> Survivors and underdogs. Here we go. So just to cover how week one went, uh, Matt is in the lead in this one, guys. He's up one to nothing to nothing. So Scott's survivor was the Buccaneers, which he got. His underdog was the commander. Wait. That's week two. You're you're incorrect. So his survivor was the Jaguars, (laughs) which he won. And his underdog was the Panthers, which he lost. But that gives him a net total of zero because that's the standard. My survivor was the Ravens, which I won. And my underdog was the Titans, which I bullshittingly lost. Um, I will do the rest of this league under protest because that was bullshit. I thought now if you got be- your
2: survivor, it was one point, but if you lost, it was minus one. And then the underdog was plus one if you got it, but nothing if you missed it.
1: No, yeah. if you get your survivor, you don't get anything because it's it's a pick that you should have got. Your underdog is like your okay. shot in the dark. And if you don't get it, no big deal. You weren't supposed to get that anyway. So it's a net zero.
0: But so basically, we all got our survivors right. So we didn't get anything there. We didn't get negatives. And I was yeah. the only one who got the underdog right. So I got plus one.
1: Yeah. So Matt went with the commanders as a survivor. Got it right. Barely. And his underdog was the most badass of picks, which was the lions. So he is up one nothing. Overall, feels good.
0: Feels good, guys. Yeah.
1: Just to remind everybody, Scott ended the season at minus two in this.
2: Yeah, this is a stupid game.
1: I don't know why I had to throw that out there. Currently
2: beating (laughs) Scott
1: from last year. So, week two. (laughs) Here we go. Here are the matchups. Vikings at Eagles. Eagles are seven-point favorites. That's on Thursday Night Football. Chargers are three-point favorites at the Titans. That's a bummer as a Titan fan. Raiders at Bills. Bills are 10-point favorites as of this moment. We'll see. Ravens at Bengals. Bengals are 3.5-point favorites. Chiefs are 3-point favorites at the Jaguars. Packers and Falcons are even. Seahawks at Lions. Lions are 5.5-point favorites. Colts at Texans even spread there. Bears at Bucks. Bucks are 3-point favorites. Giants, who got just select. At home are four-point favorites somehow to the Cardinals at the Cardinals. 49ers are uh, eight-point favorites at the Rams. Jets, at this moment in time, are three-and-a-half-point dogs at the Cowboys. I got no idea. That line's going to go somewhere. I don't know which direction. They won the game, but they lost. Aaron okay. Rodgers. Who knows what's going to happen? Still, potentially, in, he might play in sure.
0: Dallas. Whenever Dallas had a very impressive outing, I think it might move to like negative three, but I don't think it moves much, to be honest. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, not after that, I mean, those are the two bet whatever the with the over under is. I'm betting the under on that because those are the two best defenses in the league outside of San Francisco. I'll say that's another one there, but Jets Cowboys are great defenses. Commanders at Broncos. Broncos are three and a half point favorites. Dolphins are two and a half point favorites at the Patriots. I think it's Monday night. Football's got two games, if I'm not mistaken. And as the Saints are three point favorites at the Panthers and Browns are two point favorites at the Steelers. So that being said, Scott, give us your survivor pick.
2: I have the Buccaneers playing at home against up bears who aren't real good
1: mm-hmm. okay matt your survivor
0: i got the lions i already talked about them earlier um they're one of the higher home favorites and i picked them as my underdogs last week and what they showed me last week i'm putting pick them as my favorite this week against the seahawks who did not look good in week one i think uh should be a good one
1: I have got the Buffalo Bills. They're 10-point favorites at home against the Raiders. I don't believe in the Raiders, even though they're 1-0. And as long as they got out of that game unscathed, which at this moment in time, I think that they did from a like injury status, I think the Bills are a good one. And I'm taking a strategy here, guys. I'm going for who are projected to be the best teams at least through the first four weeks and just see what happens from that point on. So Scott, your underdog pick and to qualify the underdog, we said three points or worse as the underdog. So,
2: yeah, I have the commanders that are three and a half point dogs are at Denver. So you got the, you know, whole altitude thing, but whatever Denver just lost to the Raiders. So Denver looks uh, uh, I don't know, uh, same as what they did last year, maybe a tiny bit better, but still not what we were hoping they'd be. Hopefully, for their sake, Russell Wilson figures it out just because we like Denver. But Commanders just won in week one. Um, They're in a division where it would be nice if they put some pressure on the Cowboys and the Eagles. Doesn't look like the Giants are, are as good as we thought they'd be. So I like the Commanders.
0: Good team to root for. Uh, like I said, three and a half point dogs. I, liked, I like them this week. I love that pick because I took them as my survivor last week. But And I get it. They're playing the Broncos, who didn't look great in week one, lost to the Raiders, but I feel like the Commander struggled a bit with Arizona and in Denver. For some reason, I don't feel good about it. I like the pick. I wouldn't be rooting that way, but I don't know. I can see the Broncos coming away with this one. Your underdog, Matt? My underdog is the... Cardinals, like I said, like I just said, they gave uh, the commanders a run for their money last week. And they are at home against the Giants, who just got blown out 40 to nothing. And for some reason, the Giants are a four point favorite in this game. I'm not saying that's not justified, but that's. That's a lot after what happened, what conspired during week one transpired. Not transpired. transpired. I think I think transpires is right. Yeah. 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 So um, I think Cardinals has got a real shot at this and I like him in my underdog spot.
1: And I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars three point dogs to the chiefs at home. Um, I know they're going to have Chris Jones back. Probably will have Travis Kelsey back. But I'm just saying that's what I think of this Jaguars team. Scott, just so you're aware, I think the Jaguars are legit. And at home, I think they're going to be ready. I mean, this is a playoff matchup that the Jaguars just lost by, I think, a touchdown. Um, They were close, though. They were in that game the entire time. I think that's real. So I'll go with the Jaguars there. So you guys ready to get into the last segment here? The weekly draft. Weekly draft, week two. Here we go. So week one recap briefly. None of us did particularly well. Just to recap, it's a we are drafting a quarterback, running back, wide receiver and a flex position. Just four rounds of each one of those things. I won the week with 46.08 points. Scott got second just behind me at 45.78 points. And Matt. Matt is the loser of week one oh. at 40.32 points, which means as last year's rules continue to now, Matt has to chuck a beer right now. He's showing us on the camera and off he goes. It's been sitting there for about <laughs> 20 minutes. Um, As he thought the segment was earlier. I got to say he's doing really good though. Way better than I did last year. All those times I lost. But right back in the swing of losing, Matt is doing on the weekly draft. Um, The winner of the weekly draft at the end of the league is the guy with the most wins. But mainly, it's the guy with the least amount of losses. I think that's... Scott, that's the ticket, right? Least amount of losses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. But here we go. We... Drew for random position for this weekly draft right before we hit record, and it's going to go Danny, Scott, Matt, and a snake for four rounds. Are you boys ready? I'm ready. think I'm ready. All right. My first pick is going to be running back Travis Etienne of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I talked about him on a previous segment, about how much I love him. I need him now in my heart and in my life. So Travis CTM for me. So now it is to Scott.
2: Okay. Okay. I am going to go with.
1: Okay. You're doing Jamal great. Paul
2: Williams. Jamal. He's only got a limited Williams. window as the starter.
0: When I tried that I last like week. It.
1: So that means next week I gotta remind myself Jamal Williams is a guy before <laughs> Kamara comes back because you boys already took him once I get it. I get it. So Jamal Williams, running back, Nolan Saints.
0: Now it's Matt for Dubs picks. I'm gonna go with a couple of baby or not baby bubbles, flavors of the week. Oh, that okay. that I picked uh, first one being Derrick Henry. Um I mentioned already why I think he's gonna have a good week. I think they're gonna realize they need to use him more. He's at home, good matchup. Blah, blah, blah. Blocking my Derek Henry while he's still fresh and healthy. After that, I'm going to pull. Oh, my God. I pulled the Danny and I I had a tight end r- written down. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to just keep going with it. It worked for Danny last week. That's it. I'm going to go within my flex. Evan Ingram also mentioned why I like him this week. He was efficient in week one while he didn't bust on the stat sheet. I think he has the opportunity to do that this week for Jacksonville. Evan Ingram is my flex play. That's good.
1: That's good. Take it down. All right, Scott, you got your next pick.
2: I'm going to go with
1: Cortland Sutton is at
2: home versus Washington. Judy's still out.
1: You are not allowed to on account of you (laughs) did last week. Oh, did I really? (laughs) <laughs> week oh. one we made it to week two I thought, I, I, in my
2: head i thought he was my uh flavor of the week uh, not this pick. wow that's embarrassing all right then i'm gonna go with keenan allen <laughs>
1: that's a good one that's a good pick though because keenan allen's endless so keenan allen against the titans <laughs> <laughs> i am going to go I got back-to-back picks. I'm going to go with my quarterback here. I'm going to go Anthony Richardson. I talked about oh, how much I like him. Wait, I think I'm going to do that, and I'm going to pair him with Michael Pittman. What? Michael right. Pittman Jr. is my wide receiver. He had a ton of targets with Richardson. I love that. I love the stacking. You know I love stacking. So I'm going to do the stack there. So goes back to Scott. I'm sure you're going to pick Cortland Sutton again or something. <laughs> I am going to take my quarterback
2: here and I'm going to take Kirkie cousins. Like I, I said, I be Gino Smith. All right. it could be a nice shootout with Philly and uh, Philly didn't look too good against uh, the Patriots pass defense. So Let's
1: see what we there, got. There you go, Matt, you got dubs picks your final ones, your quarterback and your wide receiver.
0: Yeah, quarterback. I'll go ahead and take Deshaun Watson here. He had a productive week one against the Bengals. He is at Pittsburgh this week, and Pittsburgh didn't seem like they cared to play too much football, you know? And mm-hmm. I think uh, I'll burn that while he's still available for me. Um, wide receiver. I had a couple that I'm interested in. But I think I'm going to go with the Ross, Saint Brown. Um, you
1: can't. You took him last week. Oh, no. I, just, <laughs> I did a thing. You both did it right out of the game. Oh, I got another one, Danny.
0: AJ Brown is. Gonna oh, be- it's good.
1: Oh, man.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what, Danny? You're going to do it one day and we're going to. Last- do-
1: really you know, bad about it. last year you guys didn't do that until like way deep into the season i don't know if you guys ever did it
0: <laughs> you know, you know again, uh, at least yeah. you're good at remembering who we picked last week maybe not good at fantasy football but
1: you know it's right that's that's true <laughs> that's a that's a cheap shot but that's correct <laughs> all you know, right with
0: a.j brown he's at home against minnesota and minnesota didn't seem like the most impressive pasty and i think uh his utilization is going to be there mm-hmm. again.
1: Mm-hmm. And Scott, your final pick, flex. Uh. Okay. I I it's just fair. I just don't know. Okay. Well, I'll write that down. Um
2: <laughs> pass. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you the pick I want to pick. Okay. And that's AJ Dillon. Because is it if Jones, if Jones is out, obviously he's got a better situation. But the fact that Jones is like being stretched the whole fourth fourth quarter and ran off the field after the game, and they said they didn't put him back in because they didn't need him, which leads me to believe that he might have a light week this week and still play mm-hmm. next week, which is stupid. Sure. So if that's the case. I'm going to take Ramondre Stevenson.
1: Ramondre Stevenson as your flex. Good pick. It's your boy. And my flex will be Darren Waller. He tied in for the New York Giants. I think that uh Giants are going to bounce back against the Cardinals. And Darren Waller is going to be the guy to do that. Matt, you haven't put your your wide receiver, and who was it? AJ Brown. Yep. Okay. Okay. Anything else, you guys? That's it. This is the last segment, we are done with Week Two prep and Week One recap. What are your thoughts? What are your emotions? Anything you want to add before we clear out? <laughs> Let's do better next week. <laughs>
0: Huh, Danny. <laughs> for me, yeah. I don't know if Matt can do better. Hey, I'm on top of the world right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Looking
1: down on creation. That's the line, right? Mm-hmm. That was a really funny joke. Oh, fuck it. Okay, never <laughs> mind. Just thanks, everyone, for sticking around. Good luck with week two. Believe in yourselves, Matt. Clear us out. Remember,
0: have fun with it to clear us out, by the way.